um, so that they do see like, oh, okay, like mom had, there's something outside of my, me that my mom is working on. Now I can go take autonomy of my playing and my learning and go do something on my own, right? Which is so key for children's development. All right, I'm going to make this short and sweet. We might hear Noah bouncing around in the background, but I am absolutely obsessed with this episode that is going to drop here for you today. Faith Dewar is an incredible mama supporting moms in their walk through motherhood, finding themselves, and doing so rooted in Christ. I'm going to leave no more of an introduction than to simply just turn this over to the episode and let you decide if you are ready and willing to walk with Christ and truly allow yourself to build a business of your dreams equally with your children until along the journey. Hello, and welcome to The Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June. On this podcast, you are going to hear weekly episodes from myself or awe-inspiring women taking charge of their reality in all facets of their life. From going back to the basics of holistic health and healing, increasing our financial IQ, motherhood and the dynamics of all that's involved, and equally entrepreneurship, building businesses and running them full time with our families in tow. This is an all-encompassing podcast for women who value family, healing, and overcoming their inner child wounds and thriving in their lives. I have had the honor of serving hundreds of women across the world over the past half a decade in their self-led healing journeys, as well as startup coaching and spiritual businesses from technical skills to business knowledge online. It is a passion for me to provide a space where you can come to gain the insight, knowledge, and tangible actions that will help you genuinely move forward and thrive in your life and business now. Here we value ethical truth, biblical truth, and integral truth. Ensuring everything we do is done with the best of intentions, the purest of heart, and always inclined to pleasing God. Join me every Monday to laugh, learn, resonate, and know you truly are not alone. I can't wait to share this weekly podcast with you. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another session. We have the beautiful Faith with us today, and she is a Christian motherhood coach. And we're going to dive into her journey, why this is the passion that lights her up, why she serves from this place, and how God is working with her in this journey, which is always my favorite part to uncover. So Faith, thank you so much for being here with us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. I love it. Yay. So why don't you start off by letting everyone know who you are and what you do? Yes. So my name is Faith. I am a mother to two wonderful toddlers who give me a run for my money. Um, (laughs) But they are almost four and almost two, and they just are awesome Uh, sometimes. Uh, you all know that feels, I get but it. yes, I am a wife. Um, I am from Omaha, Nebraska partner with women on motherhood, right? We always talk about like, we need a village. Well, I am your village. I am just here to help serve, right? Like, like you said, like I am just the vessel that God is using to go and mission to these mamas. So it's been an awesome ride. I also am an author or am pl- publishing my first book. Um, it will be out in a year. So I'm currently writing a manuscript, which is like, so nerve wracking. I'm like, this should be Yeah, but 
if six-year-old Faith could see me now, she'd be like, you are like willing to write 50,000 words? Like, are you crazy? Yeah, I'm a writer and then I also coach. That's awesome. You currently have a community of women that you get to pour into every day. And mm-hmm. on top of that, it's not a small community. It's You mentioned it's about 600 women. But then you have these two little ones and being a mom with little ones and a couple older ones, I know that it's not easy regardless what age it is. It might seem like they do a little bit more on their own, but it seems that whenever you have to do your work or it's time to do work, they need you immediately. So what does that look like for you? (laughs) Right? Yes, I a hundred percent. Like no matter the age, I always feel like it's just like new levels, right? Like newborns, it's like, well, you're just lack of sleep, right? Like where olders, it's like, you're having very like personal topics and like they are conversing and more attitude type. I mean, a newborn can have attitude, but still, you know what I mean? Like there's a level there. And so, yeah, for me, I think really it was, I honestly do time blocking a lot. So I, we do Google calendar with my husband and I, and I kind of block out time. Like this is just set aside for business. And I kind of also have created that, but I mean, it's mostly boundaries, right. Of going and saying, Hey, on Monday nights, this is business night. Like I have my coaching calls or we're doing expert lives or whatever we're doing. And then also just communicating with my husband. I mean, I'm completely blessed that I have a support system. Um, But being able to be like, hey, this is something I'm really passionate about. I feel like God has put on my heart, you know, like having that conversation with him of going, I need your support in helping with the kids during these times that I am being a business, right. And so I mean, it was just being very vulnerable with him, right, because I started as a blog, and it was just kind of this like cutesy thing. And he was always so supportive the whole time. Like, seriously, the Lord blessed me with a great one. But it was also came a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to like legit do this. Like, I feel this calling. I feel like I am in too, like asking the Lord, like, Lord, open my husband's eyes to see what you are trying to show me. Right. And so, again, just having that vulnerability with him and. Do you have a message that you want to share with the world and maybe like me don't know what to do with all that beautiful information and expertise? Join the 30-day free trial of Podbean. Podbean is the podcast hosting site that I use that you get to listen to these episodes on weekly. The podcast hosting site allows you to connect to all other major podcasting outlets like iTunes and Spotify. Join the 30-day free trial in the show notes below and get started on sharing your message in another space, reaching even more people across the world. Again, I have an incredible husband who was like, absolutely. Like he just told me today, he was like, so like in three years when you're like running, you know, the money winner and you're speaking and having all your books, like, don't forget about me, you know, that type of thing that um, I just, again, props to him. But yeah, I think too, it's just communicating with that support system, whether that is your husband or maybe that's your mom or it's your best friend. That's like, Hey, I need help here. So can you come? be with my babies for two hours that I need to go do these coaching calls. Or I honestly, like I do a lot when they're sleeping, right? Like I 
sacrifice at not my sleep a little bit because I do want to pour into this mission. So I love that. And like, honestly, we could even just like motherhood and entrepreneurship 101 and under call right there, because <laughs> that's, that's really what it is about. It's getting resourceful. It's communicating. It's realizing that if you have this mission that that the Lord has put on your heart, you got to serve, like you got to do it. You got to figure it out. That doesn't mean you have to spend five hours head down all day in it because that's not realistic, but you got to do it at night. Sometimes it's early mornings. I know for myself, I used to get really frustrated because I didn't have all the time to do the things that I wanted to do, but I was up later. I was up earlier before the kids. So I had that peace and quiet and routines became absolutely everything. And similar to you, I'm blessed with a husband who is extremely supportive. I'm so grateful that I've been able to build a business that has allowed him to stay home with us. So I do have that constant support, but it didn't always start that way. And it really was communicating time blocking and like doing things around the kids. I'd love to hear your take on, so this is something that I see a lot of when it comes to supporting moms and entrepreneurship is that there starts to kind of be this shift. And this is where I really love where God comes into play and and as he does in many ways, but there becomes a shift where women are so driven to build their businesses that they stop realizing that their business needs to be built around their kids versus their kids be built around their business. And I'd love to hear you just jam out on that. Yeah. So I think that is one, like God gives us a bunch of vocations, right? Like I am a teacher. I am a mother. I am a coach. I am a wife, like all of those vocations that he gives us. And so it's, how can you serve in those? And yeah, like I chose to have babies, right? And again, Lord bless me. He worked through me to have those babies, but that was honestly a conversation with my husband and I. So when they are coming in, they are not a burden, right? And don't get me wrong. There are definitely (laughs) days where I'm like, what is going on? Like, absolutely. But at the end of the day, you're like, all right, like I chose this, right? Like my therapist always says like, own your yes, right? Like this is, you said yes, own it. And so I think it is one too of like allowing them to come and be a part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, when I do expert lives, like I am nursing my son while I do an expert life, right? <laughs> like it is one where I go, this is motherhood. And so, or two, just, you know, if I'm doing a guided journaling session, you can hear my kids. Like I am very like, this is my life. Like you're not just getting faith, the coach, right? You're getting faith, the coach who's also a mom and a wife. And my husband might call down and be like, Zeke's losing it. You need to go, you know, come help, Right. And so I think what you talked about for one of like, you don't have to get it all done in the five hours. Right. And so going and being like, Hey, like my kids are suckers for if you give a mouse a cookie on Amazon prime. And so it's about a 20 minute episode. And, um, they, while they do that, I use that time to go do something right. Like I go make my graphics or I go and make my, go do a reel or something. And honestly, live my daughter is like getting obsessed with my reels and like, is like, take a picture, take a picture, you know? And it's like, yeah, welcome them in. Right. Like let people know that it's okay to have a business and a family, right? Like our society goes, well, you need to work. Like you don't have children and you need a mother. Like you don't work. Yep. And I feel like God goes, no, I called you to do both. 
I called you to be a mom. And I also called you to be an entrepreneur, to go and spread this message. And so I want you to show the world that it's possible with both. And it is not perfect. It is totally messy times. <laughs> and I definitely have moments of like, you know, not kindness and all to say, I think we can have both. And I think it's just allowing them to come in and be a part of that. And then too, like what you were talking about with routines, you know, like we are, we are huge routine people. Like we, (laughs) we thrive in routine. And so it's just setting those up for what fits best for your family for sure. Oh, I love that answer because that's, that's really what has allowed me to build the business that I have today was bringing my kids into it. And I also want my children, as I'm sure you do as well, and and behind your intention is to know that they can create a life that the God, that God puts on their heart too, and whatever that looks like. And it's so funny when you're like, society says work like you have no kids, but be the mom that doesn't work. And it's so true because I work with so many women who feel the guilt that you talk about when it comes to, okay, well, you know, I really want to pour my all into these clients, but I have my two, three, five, six-year-olds running around and they're in the background. Like I got coloring sheets and colors in my office. Sometimes you'll see them in the background, right? And same as you, I'm going to find, okay, here's, you know, one of your favorite movies right now. My daughter loves Frozen. So a couple oh. times a week, we'll put Frozen on. She'll do that. It gives me an hour. I'll get done what I need to, if my, especially if my husband is out doing something and really just learning to plan my business around my life, which is why we become an entrepreneur anyway. So it's not to say it doesn't require a hot mess and a lot of work, but, right. <laughs> but yeah. it is yeah. really reframing that mindset and showing up in that way. Yes. A hundred percent. And I agree with that is I think it's just reframing of going, um, you know, like whatever that thought is of taking that thought captive, right. And going and saying, okay, but what does Jesus say about it? Mm-hmm. What does God say about serving? Right. Like in going into scripture And being like, okay, this is what God says. This is what, you know, that what Jesus says about how to serve and do it joyfully. And we're not always great at it. Thank you that he died on the cross for that. (laughs) But again, in going into like, I just want to be able to be an example to my kids. Right. And especially my daughter, right? Like I want her to know she can be both. You know, I think we live in a society and a culture that kind of goes, you got to pick one. Yeah, You know, and yeah. not everywhere, definitely though, like in my sphere, it is there. And so I want to show her that like, no mom can go after that dream that you've put, pl- that God has placed and still go and be a mom. Right. And two, it's letting our kids know that like, Hey, as much as I absolutely adore you and absolutely love you, the world does not revolve around you though, either. You know, and so helping them go of like, well, mommy needs to go work. Mommy's going to go and help this other mommy. Right. And so can you go and go color, go read books or whatever it may be um, so that they do see like, oh, okay, like mom, there's something outside of my me that my mom is working on. Now I can go take autonomy of my playing and my learning and go do something on my own. Right. Which is so key for children's development and learning. And I could get in that whole thing too, but I won't. (laughs) 
Oh, I get it. I can jam out on that stuff all day. And what's actually so funny because it wasn't something that we're by any means raised to understand is how our developmental process, unless it was always just left up to psychologists. And now I find that nowadays it's something people take more of a, a responsibility to get to learn about themselves. And I used to do all things new age spirituality. I actually didn't come to Jesus until about a year and a half ago. And it was because of this constant question that was, you know, what is the root of what I'm doing? Okay, God. Okay, so if God's the root of it, for a while I made up my own God, which I came to find was not what we should do. <laughs> right. right. But it was like, it's okay, Jesus loves you. Right? <laughs> so I grew up Catholic, so I always had that foundation, but I say hypocritical Catholic because we'd walk out of the church and then everybody would just like talk smack about each other. And I'm like, wait, what did, what did we just spend an hour and a half doing? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. But I found that in the process of helping people through their experiences, one, it was always a lack of self-understanding. And two, it was always a lack of foundation. They were seeking foundation in their bank account, their relationships, their career, their, you know, some constant hamster wheel around their health. And so when I continued to pursue God and what that was, and eventually it led me to, okay, so you know, if I'm going to keep talking about God, I got to figure out who he is. There's one book, one book that talks about him. What does that say? And I was like, oh, this is what, okay. I was avoiding opening this for a reason. And I had to, I shut down my practice basically overnight and had to trust in him to continue to lead yeah. me. Like, is this what I'm supposed to do? And if I am, what does that look like? I have now, I, the, rug has been ripped out up from under me, or in this case, it was actually placed under me. If you think about it, it's like, okay, <laughs> right. I have a floor to stand on. And it really opened my eyes to even just a lot of the things that you're talking about, where it's like communication, time management, you know, helping our children to understand that as much as we get to love on them all day and, and be there for them, that there is also other responsibilities and, and we have to teach them to learn to in a sense, deal or navigate themselves. Um, and that was a really fascinating experience, especially as a mom, because we have so much guilt. Am I doing enough? Am I helping enough? Am I being the best that I can be? You know, am I teaching them the right way? But then also in our marriages and then in helping other people too. So I'd love to know from you when it comes to bringing, um, so you talk about the healthy mamas, what does the healthy mom look like to you? What is that idea? Yeah. So yeah. So healthy mamas essentially formed. So after my first daughter, after my first daughter, I've only have one daughter after my first child, um, I had postpartum depression real bad. Like it was, and I honestly didn't know it until my husband came home and honestly, tough loved me and essentially was like, what are you doing? Like what? And like, at the time I was like, how dare you? Like I took care, you know, like, and yeah. it was this thing, but I honestly, I go, God need God a lot, like worked through him and went, you need to be kind of tough on your wife. Otherwise she's not going to see it. And so again, did it lovingly, but it definitely opened my eyes. And what it was, was lots of identity. You know, like I went from someone who was traveling a ton and I was just living my best life and doing all these things. And then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm home and I'm with this child. And now this child I have to take care of and raise. And, 
it's just like, who's, who is faith anymore? Like what, who is that? And so it just started on this whole journey of, you know, like our community is called the Hey Friend will be your village, right? And so like, it's literally like, we are your village, right? And then Healthy Mamas just was born out of that of, we are a whole bunch of mamas who we want to get healthy. You know, I saw something just the other day on social and it was like, you would die for your child, but would you live for them? Would you live, would you, you know, live a healthier life, a healthier mindset, a healthier relationship with God for your children. Right. And at the end of the day, you also want to do it for yourself, but again, you want to do it too for your child. And like what I want them to know, this is what healthy looks like, right? Like this is what healthy emotion regulation looks like. This is what healthy communication with your spouse looks like, right? Like this is, you know, like just today I apologized to my daughter, you know, like I went up to her and I said, you're right, honey, I'm really sorry. That was, you know, I understand that you're frustrated and I apologize for that, you know, or what, you know, just showing that, that like, Hey, mama makes mistakes too. And Jesus loves her too. And Jesus loves you too. Right. And so, um, yeah, healthy mamas was just, how can we lean healthier? Cause you'll never like get to a destination. I feel like that's something out on socials and everything is like, <laughs> here's like, man, like, and I'm like, well, it's heaven and I'm still alive. Yeah. So I'm not going to be <laughs> like, I'm not there yet. Um, and so, yeah, but it's, again, we can take one step forward and go, okay, well, you know what? Like something I could be healthier in is not drinking pop right. Or healthier in not drinking alcohol, or, you know, it could be as simple as that to as complex as I'm going to work through my shame and my trauma to be a healthier version for my children, you know? And so I think it just depends honestly on the mama of what health looks like. Right. And I think God will work through that and work through them to go, Hey, this is health for you. And this is health for her. And it's going to be different. And that's why we can't compare, right? Like there could be someone who's super healthy that you would look at and be like, I don't think you're very healthy, but again, that's for God and that person, not for us to judge. Right. So yes, that's how the most. I love that. And it's so true. And it really takes perspective to, to live in that, not to judge others, but also to not compare ourselves to others, because it really is about a person's relationship that they have with God and how they're navigating that. And what I'm actually starting to see is such a dynamic shift in people who are turning to the Lord for that foundation, because they're starting to realize that they can't do it on their own. And the best news is they don't have to because somebody died right. on the cross to take away the burdens of our sins so that we could live a more fulfilled life through God's word and his destiny for us. I think that's the craziest thing. That was one of the first things that really like it was the the freight train that hit me was that God already has a destiny for me. So what am I doing over here in confusion, uncertainty land, trying to figure it out with my marketing and my messaging and this and this and that when it's like, I could just lean more into the word, trust in my intuition, follow the little whispers and nudges because God doesn't put it on a billboard saying, you need to do this here, right? Right. Wouldn't that be cool? Right? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> 
Right. I'm looking for yeah. that billboard. Right. Uh, but then temper your tongue and and find more compassion in your life. And naturally, you know, the thing about new age in, in comparison to, to uh, a faith-based practice is that new age is like almost there, though rooted very much in deception because it's just putting people on a hamster wheel. But it's like, raise your vibration, you know, live with more love. It's like, you're going to find that in way more in God. But it's in a sense, the same concept, because when you're more positive, when you're more self-aware, when you're more self-accountable, when you're more open to addressing the things that you're burying within you, you know, God's going to light those up, whether you like them or not. So it's how willing are you to then lean into that versus try and like shut yourself out and say, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to stick over here. I'm going to stick in this dark corner for a while. It's like, you don't need to, that's the best part. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing is, you know, that's where, you know, like I've experienced trauma in my life and it's in those moments, like that is where you go. All of that stuff, it doesn't hold like it it flies away quicker than quick. But what grounded us, what helped us through that experience forever was God. And he refined my faith in a way that honestly was different than before that traumatic experience. Like my faith life before that and my faith life after are two different things. And he uses those things, right? It's the whole, like he uses everything for good. He took that and he went, the devil is going to try and tear your family apart. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying no, and I'm going to have you lean harder on me, right? And I'm going to sustain you. And I think that's another thing too. Like as mamas, we think, well, I have to do it all right. Like I get caught up in like, I need to be super mom. I need to be Pinterest worthy yes. and I need a cooked <laughs> meal. And my husband has to like feel loved every second of the day. And my children need to be straight monster. And I also need a super successful business on the side <laughs> and like all of this stuff. And it goes, no, like that our strength is going to give out on that. That is not... <laughs> That is not healthy. That's not anything, but God's strength is going to sustain us through all of that. Right. And he's going to go, Hey, I never said you had to be a super mom. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in the Bible. Does it say you need to be a super mom? And I'm pretty sure everyone who's a mom who is listening to this episode is like, Oh, that's literally my life. I'm looking on Pinterest. I'm looking for all these meals to prepare. I'm expecting, you know, my children to be obedient and to dress a certain way and to act a certain way. And I'm expecting to show up for my husband and then myself. Oh, self-love, self-care. Where's the time in the calendar for that one? Right. So I'm pretty sure you just nailed um, every woman's like struggles, period. (laughs) So mom and wife. So I'd love to know from you. Um, And I have these two final questions for you. So when it comes to serving women in, you know, obviously it's different for everybody. You got to figure out what's going on in their life to get under the surface of that. But what does that process look like for you when it comes to helping your clients? And, and what does that look like then incorporating Jesus into it? Do you find that all your clients are already faith-based? Do you find that they're attracted to the way that you can help them in motherhood and some of them are kind of on the fence? What does that look like? Right. So honestly, all of mine have been faith-based and I would say my community is mostly faith-based just simply, um, you know, I work for a Christian publishing house. Um, I, 
am a teacher at a Christian school also. And so it's one where like, it has been me, you know, like I exude Jesus. Like I, that's faith, you know, like my parents had to have known that when they named me. Um, but yeah. And so I would say I have different levels of like relationship with Jesus. You know, I have some clients who, um, it is like, of everyday part of their life. And then I have some who are like, yeah, I love Jesus. And that kind of, you know, it's kind of lukewarm, if you will. Yep. And so I do think like the God is definitely using me and working through me just to be another light. Right. And to be like, I have one client who literally will just be like, I just need you. I just need someone who will point me to Jesus. Right. And who will be that sounding board for me. That is Jesus. Right. That's going to point me to scripture and point me to Jesus. And I'm like, Lord, thank you. Like, you know, it's just so cool being that person. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and then for the most part, then too, of course they're mamas. Um, and I, yeah, I help guide, right. Like, again, it's all about that village, right? Like I think of myself at, you know, three months postpartum, first time mom, and just going like, no one told me about loss of identity. Everyone talks about the birth, epidural, no epidural, water birth, hospital. What are you packing in your bag? I mean, they talk all that, but no one talks about like, the anxiety you have of like, that's going to fall off the wall. Like these crazy thoughts of like, no, they're, they're like cross on the wall. It's going to fall and it's going to stab them in the chest and they're going to die. Like no one talks about it. And so that's where I felt like God was calling me. I'm going faith. You, I have given you the spiritual gift of writing and the spiritual gift of words. And I need you to go and mission to these mamas who feel alone. I need you to go and tell that mama that she's not alone, that I am right there. I am with her in the 3 a.m. feeding when she is wearing the same crusty shirt because it has spit up all over and she has taken a shower. And I want you to tell her that I love her and that she has a village and she is not alone. And so that's what it started, you know, and I just help guide those mamas through that mom guilt and the overwhelm and the loss of identity. And just, I mean, essentially I took everything I learned, all my therapy, all my things, and I put it in a business. And I said, here is what God has, has shown me and worked through me. I, for the most part, think I'm doing a pretty good job. I have my moments, but you know, and I want to go and bless that, you know, and just be that light for other mamas. So. Okay. Can we talk about the real fear of hanging things on the wall above the crib? (laughs) My gosh. Like, and it's like, literally it makes no sense. (laughs) Like again, like when you're not in postpartum depression or like anxiety, you're like that logically can never happen. But in my mind, I'm like, no, they will suffocate and die. Like they, like, I mean, I had like a fear that like he couldn't sleep. They couldn't sleep with like a hood, you know, like sometimes you'd put, lay him down for a nap in like a little sweatshirt. I'd be like, nope, it'll suffocate him. Like it will, they'll, you know, like I was, you know, you just like constantly are checking. I mean, just, yeah, it's, and again, no one tells you that though. Right. Like no one is like, this horrible thought that you are now a horrible mom because you are now, you know, giving formula instead of breastfeeding. 
right? And it's like, whoa, no, no, like that's not. So yeah, I mean, but yes, the the crazy thoughts. I mean, that's a book that we need to write. It's like yes. every mom submit, like what is the one like just outright wild thought that you probably haven't told anyone because you're like, it's way too crazy, you know? And then compile it in a book and it's just called Me Too. Like, yeah, right. The <laughs> real Me you. Too movement. <laughs> right, right, right. Me Too, mama. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, that's good. Me too, mama. I love that. That's so good because that's, I, my husband wanted to hang pictures above the crib on the wall. And I was like, no, we can't do that. And I never explained why, but I was like, because those are going to fall off in the middle of the night and they're going to hit him and something terrible is going to happen. Or I thought I'm going to put a shelf up and put like some nice, like cute, fake plants. I was like, no, the shelf is clearly going to come down and crush him. And so I, 100% sleep with him in my bed because I'm like, if I need to get up and check him, like he's at least right there. And I know. And so it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's insane. The things that we think and we go through and, and you're so right. Nobody talks about it. It is. It's what's in your diaper bag. It's what kind of brands are you wearing for diapers? It's, you know, are you formula or breastfeeding? How long are you doing? It's, it's not like a mental check-in. And that really does come down to that identity piece that you talked about. Um, yeah, because you absolutely. go through this massive shift and you don't even know. I think that even having a warning or understanding of it would be so impactful because when you're in it, mm. even having that warning and understanding probably wouldn't help too much, but at least you'd be able to be <laughs> right. like, Oh, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> right. Or to just being proactive. Like I just, I look back and I go, man, if I could have had someone just be like, Hey, you're going to have these thoughts and it's normal. Yeah, You're going to like, just want to leave your kids. It's normal. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't mean you don't love them when you're like, I need to be away from them. Right. And it's pr- putting in those like practices of like the kind of self care, you know, of like the freezer meals or the like something I learned a long time ago that now I do with all of my friends that have babies is you never ask the mom, what do you need? Yes, never. I know where you, you go. Her three things you can do. And I, it's worked so many times before I learned this, it was like, they would always be like, I'm fine. Now I'm like, Hey, I'm either getting you a Starbucks. I'm watching your child or I'm bringing you a meal. You can pick one or all three. And then it's always, this is what I want. Or this is what I want. And it's so, again, it's like being, that's a way to be of support, but also just, again, the making before the baby of like how, what is the village, right? Like, are you leaning on your parents a little more or your friend or daycare, depending on the daycare, right? Like (laughs) they might not take it for six weeks, but you know what I mean? Like, and not having shame in that. Like I always had shame of like, well, I can't call my mom. Like I've already used her once this week. Like I can't, you know, where it's like, no, like let her own her. Yes. If she says yes, it's good. You know? And so now like they take the babies and it's, uh, yeah. So I totally get that. (laughs) My mom came and stayed with us after my son was born. He's four months now. And in that week I was supposed to literally just be sleeping, 
get in and out of a shower as I can. And like, that's it. And I felt like I needed to prove to her that I could clean my house and feed me. Like, she's like, I'm here for a week so that you don't have to do any of this. And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And then I found that instead of bringing people clothes for their newborn baby, bring them a meal, a frozen meal, a hot meal. Our church did that for us. And I was like, what is this magic? This is the best thing in the entire world. Oh, so good. I love that advice. So let's end it off here. And then I'd love for you to share where everybody can come and find you. You guys, you need to go and be a part of Faith's world. Go and let her know what you're taking away from this episode and where probably sitting in your car, you were screaming from the top of your lungs. Yes, Let her know what that moment was for you. Um, Because we as hosts don't know where these messages go. And we love hearing your guys' feedback and just how you're relating to it. It's it's how we get to serve you more. So um, my final question for you is at the end of your life, what is something that you're not doing now that you don't want to regret in the end? Gosh, I, (laughs) you would have thought by now I would have the answer, but I don't. I, I mean, really this is going to be probably cliche, but I, I really just don't want to get to the end of my, like, I'm kind of already doing it, but like where I'm going with this is I just don't want to get to the end of my life. And I'm like laying there and I still have that like nudge in my heart of God calling me to do something and I didn't do it. And so like, like I am living that out, you know, right now, but like, I think that's kind of my like, end, like, you know, like good and faithful servant type, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, really though, like, I don't know. I, I don't really have, I mean, I do want to go to Atlantis in the Bahamas. I need to do that before I die. (laughs) But otherwise, I mean, I'm kind of just, I don't know. Again, like there's that peace you have, like, it's just such a weird people that don't know God, I know don't get it, but it's just, like this weird piece where I go, yeah, I am doing the best I can today and Jesus still loves me. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. I love that. I love that answer. And it's such an invitation to those who are listening, who haven't explored that relationship with God because he pursues you every day. Like if you're listening to this episode, he is literally pursuing you. It is not by coincidence. You turn this one on. You, God moved the things around so that Faith and I could connect to have this conversation for you to listen to it, for it to be aired and so on and so forth. And you had to have those moments in your car where you're like, oh my gosh, she knows it. She gets it. Right. And I can attest to that. What before I really devoted my life to God, I and Jesus, because that's really where the key is, is right. it was this constant battle. If it wasn't this, it was that. If it wasn't today, it was tomorrow. If it wasn't tomorrow, it was yesterday. And then everything in between that laundry, dishes, people, friends, things, time. And there really is no other piece like this. And I think the best part is, is that it's not that you're just constantly like floating on a cloud of rainbows and sunshine. You're like, yay. But you catch yourself so much quicker where it's like, oof, okay, 
I need to like pause yeah. here for a moment. Like Jesus, where can you come in? Holy Spirit, where can you fulfill this vision, this perspective that I need to really open up to this? And it is, it's an instantaneous shift. Um, so I really yeah. love that. And and also you live more presently in the moment. So I'm finding that the more women that I re- that I interview that have a faith in Jesus, they have the same answer as you. It's not right. uh, regretting taking the risks that God has put on their heart. And it's just being present in the moment with their life, where they're at, with their kids, with their husband, whatever they're doing. Um, so it's a really beautiful testimony because it, it gets to be that simple. It does. Right. And it's so, I mean, our, our society wants to complicate it so much. And my husband is always like, Jesus already died on the cross. You don't need to do anything else. You know, like when you say you have to do something, you just told Jesus, Oh, sorry, that wasn't good enough. I got to do like, Nope, he did it all. You know, and it is, it's a whole like, you know, peace that passes all human understanding. And it truly is like humans will, we as humans will never understand it. But it's that like going back with like God's strength, you know, like it's this like, how do you get through the 3am feedings and through the postpartum? That was all God. That was all Jesus. That was all the Holy Spirit working and strengthening. And, you know, and again, you like go through hard moments and you're like, I don't know how I'll ever overcome. And then you're like, wow, here, you know, and maybe someone you love didn't overcome, but they're in heaven now. And that's a better gift than (laughs) maybe overcoming on earth side. So yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling, honestly. Like it's so hard to explain to like people who don't believe in Jesus. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I just feel doesn't mean I don't have anxiety times. Yeah, definitely have that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's still just, you know, when it comes to death, like, it's still just like, I wonder, you know, like, you find yourself like, how is that going to happen? Like, am I gonna like, is he gonna come first? Or now I'm getting on like tangent, but like, or am I gonna like, die? And then like, are we doing pearly gates? <laughs> is it like a big part? Like, you know, like, that's the fun conversations yeah. you're gonna have about death. Like, yeah. You know, so yeah, now I'm getting on tangents, but I love that. It's so true because before Jesus, I was like, I'm going to die and I'm going to miss everything. Like, of course, the idea of missing your kids, you know, absolutely. But then it's like you're you're going to a party. It's not just this this eternal nothingness that in all things new age is kind of what it's out to be. It's you just go go where, where am I going? (laughs) What is, what is nothing? Right. So yeah, it's so true. Well, faith. Yes. And it's the beauty of like the eternal life, right? Like, it's like, we will all be perfect. Like there'll be no pain and no sadness. Like how cool. Yeah. I love it. We could jam out on that for like a whole hour in of itself. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to do a part two. Um, Yeah. Anytime. It has been so wonderful connecting with you and just learning more about your story and your journey and how you serve mamas in this world through the Lord. And I would love for you to share all the ways that people can find you and be a part of your world. And of course, we're going to have everything linked in the show notes so you guys can go check her out. Go say hi, let her know what stood out for you. And yeah. 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 So, um, I am on Instagram or, um, it's at mama's mental health, um, underscore, I guess at the end, but, 
Uh, you can find me otherwise um, on Facebook. We have our community of women. It's free. You're welcome to come. Um, it's just called Hey Friend, uh, We'll Be Your Village. And we talk mental health topics every month. We're, February is starting to be seasonal depression. Uh, March, we're going to do a fun March Madness type thing that we do every year that we get super into. Um, but yeah, you can come and hang out. And, you know, I have um, two journals that I've published. So if you're really into journaling, um, you can go on to Amazon, uh, just Google me or, you know, pop up. It's uh, Take Back Your Mental is my first one. And then Guard Your Heart um, is my second one, uh, which is a little more in depth, a little more um, like journal prompty. Um, where take back your mental was just more if you already do a journal practice, but um, yeah. So come say, Hey, love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. And it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review it helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world and i am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week until next time don't forget to find the magic in today